Hi everybody, welcome to the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today on the show, we're talking all about live streaming on LinkedIn. What are your options? Why might you want to stream to LinkedIn as a destination? And we've also got a, a bit of a fun OBS uh, hack for bringing the comments into OBS a little bit later on today. We are going out live to all the various places. So if you are watching live, please let us know in the chat where you're watching from and Tell us about your experiences with LinkedIn Live, if you've actually done that, if that's something you're interested in doing. So, Sam, how has your week been this week? Good. It's, yeah, it's been a little bit of a busy week. Uh, a lot of moving things. We've moved fosters from one room to another and then another to another. So, cats moving all over the place. We're moving quickly on regaining, uh, you know, footing on our, our watch time goal of hitting 4,000 by close to the end of May, probably at this point, early June is what it's looking like, but we're, we should hit 3000 hours tomorrow. Nice. How's everything with you, John? Um, everything's going pretty well with me. I've actually, uh, I've created my first audio podcast since mm -hmm. about 2005. And this is something I've been thinking about doing for literally forever. Um, well, not literally, but figuratively forever. Um, and I finally pulled the trigger on it last weekend yes. and I've sort of been trying to get it to go out to all of the the various directories and it's in apple podcasts and good pods yeah. and spotify and amazon music um google podcasts is such a weird beast though it's uh, <laughs> it's driving me nuts a little bit so um i am uh you know I, i'm just sort of that's a new experience for me and i i as much as i do love video and i love live streaming i do also listen to a lot of podcasts so i really wanted to pick up that thread and forgive me for a moment as i do a bit of a shameless plug yeah. I'm John Lacey, and in Build a Presentation Muscle, I want to talk about finding your voice, refining and sharing your message, using tools and technology to share that message, and looking after yourself as a creator. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, has been a, a long time coming, and uh, you know, I am I am very much still finding my my footing on that one. But I am excited to to bring that to everybody, and it is episode one is currently available. So, um, big hello to everyone joining us. We'll we'll just uh, acknowledge the chat before we get started. So, yeah, um, yeah. hi CG, thanks for joining us. Um, Forgive me, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but um, Enyi is, is apparently joining us in the UK, and uh, Walter Strong III from The Huddle is uh, is uh, actually uh, joining us as well. So good evening. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for, for being with us today. It's, it's amazing. Uh, we are going to be talking about LinkedIn. So LinkedIn possibly isn't the first destination people think of when, uh, when it comes to live streaming, but... I think uh, really it depends a little bit on what you're doing, what your business is, your product is. Um, but especially if you're doing something that's career related or business related, especially in that business to business B2B space, LinkedIn yeah. can be a, a really great, great place to actually uh, to, to live stream and, and talk about different things. Um, I know, Sam, it's it's possibly not your favorite place on the internet, but um, I, I'm curious, like, how do, you, how do you feel about LinkedIn as a platform in general? You know, I, I try and be present on LinkedIn daily. I do 
pretty much have it as a persistent tab in my collection of many tabs and pages that are just open at all times. And it's such an afterthought of like, oh yeah, there's LinkedIn. I I got nothing to say and I'm out. I'll look at like <laughs> two comments and I always aspire to do like professional content that I can put on LinkedIn and I just always back away from it. It's just not my cup of tea, if you will. Um, I, I think it's a good place, you know, cause it is so niche on what it's doing. It's, it's got such a focused direction that as a creator, having that sort of conf, you know, confine of like, this is what it is, I think helps a lot of people establish, you know, what they would do with a live stream. So I, I do think it's beneficial. And I, I guess, and it's funny, in some ways, Sam and I are very similar. In some ways, we're completely different people. But uh, obviously, I guess I came to uh, a lot of my online activities from a desire to build a personal brand and really establish myself as somebody who knows a little bit about uh, about this stuff. And I guess for me, I, I kind of like the idea that, you know, it's very focused on on work and, and on career and, and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I, one of my running jokes is sort of like, you know, whenever I say live streaming, people always think of games and it's like, yes, right. by all means, you can, you can play those games and, and do those things, but that's not really my interest. It's sort of more about education and, and teaching and learning. Um, but in terms of actually going live on LinkedIn, let's talk about some of the options you have. And I'd be really curious for those joining us live, uh, how, if you've used either of these options uh, or if you'd like to, or if you're interested, or if it's just not for you, just let me know in the chat. I'd love to hear from you. So in terms of actually going live on LinkedIn, we basically have two options. We've got LinkedIn Live, which is the, the video streaming uh, option. Um, we'll talk about all the things that are involved in that. I guess the important thing to remember is by default, those videos, the, the recordings are actually available after the event which is really, really good, unless you decide to take them down, which is always okay. your prerogative. Um, but the other option are the audio events. So audio events, uh, as, as the name suggests, are just audio. They don't require any, any video. They don't require any third-party tool in the way that LinkedIn Live actually does. They're not recorded. So uh, again, if you're not there when they happen, you don't really get to experience them. There are ways of actually recording things outside of LinkedIn, but again, just make sure you let all the participants know that that's happening. Um, but you can essentially, you can create this this audio event, you can go live. The other thing is uh, with, with LinkedIn audio events is that you actually, um, other people can join and they can raise their hands and you can actually let them speak. There is no text chat option with audio events, which mm. I personally find annoying because I kind of, uh, often I'll want to contribute to the conversation, but I'm not in a place where I can uh, talk. No. Um, but I, again, it's, it's sort of another option. Obviously this is the video and live streaming show. So we'll probably be focusing a little bit more on the, the LinkedIn live portion of, of this, but, um, I just wanted to, to bring those up. Have you actually, uh, Sam, have you actually experienced either of these on LinkedIn? Um, I've participated in a live. I don't, I didn't even have access to doing a live until very recently when they kind of, re uh, released the, uh, restrictions on it somewhat. Um, and no, I, I haven't even seen the audio events, but it sounds very much like uh, Twitter space. 
Yeah, very much in that in that Twitter space um, vein, and even the clubhouse. If you go back even further than that, sort of th- that that's the idea with with those sorts of things. So just gonna check in with the the, the comments for a second here. So Walter Strong is saying, "I uh, go live with YouTube as my primary, but LinkedIn as my secondary platform." Sure. And I guess the thing that we'll get to in a moment is that you do need a third party tool to use LinkedIn Live. And at that point, if you're already using that tool, there's there's nothing to stop you from going to multiple destinations. Yeah. in the way that we're doing for this show. Um, and we also have um, some people doing a lot of uh, audio events. So that's really cool. cool. Um, I, I'd like to be involved in more of those, but I guess, um, you know, the, the the lack of text chat really, really annoys me, if I'm being honest. But that's a, <laughs> that's a whole other saga. That's something for me to discuss with my therapist, perhaps. Um, we need to talk about the, the LinkedIn uh, eligibility criteria. So... Mm-hmm. This is the point at which I realize I haven't actually got this open on my screen. So, Sam, if you can just uh, hold the floor while I, I bring this up. Yeah, this is a this is a thing that you're going to need. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone has suggestions, however, on how I would use uh, LinkedIn to uh, talk more about cats, then that that I think would be the 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 missing link on uh, on how I would utilize that. <laughs> And it's funny you mentioned that because I, I was thinking about this literally before we went live. Um, and, and again, for those that, that may not know Sam, uh, Sam and his wife are sort of involved in this thing called Cute Avalanche, which has which is basically for foster kittens. Yeah. And uh, they do a lot of live streaming of the kittens while they're in their care. But, um, you know, it's uh, to be honest, um, Sam, and we'll, we can talk more about this outside of the show if you like, but there's a thing called Dogs of Instagram, uh, Dogs mm. of LinkedIn on LinkedIn. Oh. Oh, okay. And uh, I guess the other thing that really struck me is if you create a, a company page for LinkedIn that is for yeah. Cute Avalanche, there are like there are ways of actually targeting uh, geographical areas. So again, mm-hmm. there, there there are options there. Like I, I I think you know, and I'm probably as guilty of this as anybody. But sometimes I think on LinkedIn people can take themselves too seriously, and oh, sure. it, it is okay to have a bit of fun, you know. As long as you're not completely trashing your reputation, it's it's all good. Um, so just in terms of the the LinkedIn Live um, eligibility criteria, um, so you need at least 150 followers or connections, and you need a history of abiding by LinkedIn's professional community policies. So um, the other thing to note too, though, is that LinkedIn Live is just completely unavailable in China. So you know, if you're in China, sorry, that's that's really not an option you'll be using. Um, so yes, and it's funny, I, I kind of worked out that I wanted to go live on LinkedIn quite early and I really struggled to get that first 150 connections. I was begging everybody I knew to, it's like, even if you, even if you don't use LinkedIn, just, just accept this and, and we can, we can get started. Okay, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined uh, by Sam Proof. As always, today we're talking all about live streaming to LinkedIn specifically. And um, Sam, one thing people do need to know about LinkedIn is that you'll need a third-party tool if you're using LinkedIn Live. There's no way of going natively live uh, as a video within within LinkedIn, which is... Interesting. Um, obviously, you, you kind of need to actually uh, work with one of their uh, their preferred partners. Um, they actually recommend Restream, Social Live, uh, StreamYard, Switcher Studio, and Vimeo. But they do also have, I, I think it's another 30 uh, 
LinkedIn Live certified partners. So you will need to use some sort of software or tool outside of, of LinkedIn. Again, uh, for the bulk of what we do and what I do, um, I actually use Restream. So we'll talk about how we do this within Restream in a moment. Um, I'm curious, Sam, generally speaking, like, do you schedule a lot of your events? Are you going through third-party tools or are you often going directly to a platform? I mean, these days, since my focus is really just the kitten cam, it is pretty much straight to platform. Um, I'm using I'm using OBS, but going to a single location, like a single platform at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and since we're 24-7, there is no scheduling. It's just happening. Sure. <laughs> uh, we do this stream. We schedule this stream in advance. So 50% of all my streams basically are scheduled, I guess, <laughs> is how I would do it. In the past, um, I've been pretty spotty about it. Like, uh, if, I, if I have something regularly planned, I will try to schedule them in advance. I do a freelance gig, which is the last Wednesday of every month. We tend to schedule that about a week out. So yeah, I, when I know it's like 100% set in stone, it's going to happen and other people are involved, definitely scheduled. If it's left up to my own uh, whims, I'll be like, this is probably my schedule. And th this is the point at which I think I become very conscious of that, the fact that I'm a bit of a control freak because right. sometimes people will invite me onto their shows and like, I'm just, I, I'm ready to promote the hell out of it all week, all the time. And they'll schedule it like an hour before it sits to go live. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's such a missed opportunity. It is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like to, I like to schedule this one sort of anywhere between five and seven days out of uh, the the show going live and we'll talk about why we might do that in a second but i guess in terms of scheduling events and we we have spoken a little bit about this um in the on the show previously but um i just want to just gonna bring up something from restream so essentially in restream and i've i've made a video about this and you can check it out on my channel if you're interested but i thought we'll just talk through, through some of the the options here so essentially when you create an event we want to give it a title a description a thumbnail and we want to set up a time and date and again those should be in your local time zone if they're not just go into those uh, restream settings and make sure that's set up correctly um, once you've done that and you click through to the next screen, you'll have the option to select the, the destinations that you want to send this to. And again, you can use as many um, as your plan allows, so keep that in mind. But um, the, once, once you reach this, you can go in and use the toggle to turn those on. But you also have the edit button beside it. So once you've turned those on, you will have some extra options. And when it comes to uh, LinkedIn as a destination, uh, there's this really nice button that says Enable Auto Captions English. And you do have, to, it's really annoying, but you do have to go in and manually check that one each time. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have the ability to, to customize the, the title or the description for an individual platform. Uh, I tend to do this a lot more on Twitter where I have, uh, you know, fewer characters to, to work yeah. with. Um, but again, basically when you create this, it is actually the text that's in this description will come in as a LinkedIn post. Um, and there is actually a few other places where we can customize this further down. So um, let's, I'm just gonna, I'll turn that graphic off and I just wanna check in with the chat really briefly. Um, hey, Joe Serrano, oh, he's Joe. joining us. So it's always good to see you. 
Welcome. Okay, it's it's good to, to have you here. We're talking about live streaming on LinkedIn today. So I guess um, let's talk about actually customizing the event. So if you were to actually set this up, and again, you can do it in StreamYard or Restream or whatever you've got, um, you do actually... And this is sort of true of most uh, live streaming destinations. Once you've set that up in the software that you're using, go to those destinations and see what other settings you can work with. We've spoken yeah. a little bit about how this works on YouTube in a previous show. But once I've got my event set up, we have the ability to go to that page and it, it, it has its own little page. We can go to the manage option and go to edit event. So once we do that, um, we will have a few extra options here. So first of all, the event description. Um, in this case, I've copied this from the, the event that I set up, but it's, it's actually, it's a little abstract, so bear with me. But basically, this is the text that comes with the LinkedIn post that is created when the event uh, is created, but it won't populate in this description field automatically. So again, you can either add that yourself or you can change it up. But the other nice thing about this is if you do have other speakers joining you, um, you can search for them and you can select them from the list. So, you know, if you're doing a show with somebody who makes interactive production and saves cats, you can certainly find them from the list. Yay. <laughs> and Sam was putting his thumb up, but none of you could see that, uh, but yeah, you know. Okay. I relate that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the great thing about that is once, once you've done that and Sam, um, let me just get rid of that caption so you can see it properly. Um, once you've done that and Sam has accepted, you'll actually see both speakers on this page at the, at the bottom there, you'll see their banner and their, their icon. And the nice thing about this is when you go live, um, it'll it'll sort of notify both of our audiences that we're live. So Sam's people will know that we're live. Uh, my people will know that we're live and we're sort of good to go. So that's uh, that's essentially how that works on, on LinkedIn. Um, there are obviously other settings um, for different platforms. And again, we have spoken about YouTube specifically. Like there are things like the chat replay that you can go in yep. and... And, and check on. So once you've created the event, just, just spend a little bit of time going to your destinations and working on, figure out what are those settings that might be useful for you to actually go in and turn on or adjust because that can be really, really useful. Um, yeah, so for anyone who wants to use like StreamYard, it's a very similar process. I, I've never done LinkedIn. I may have and just forgotten, but uh, I do know that StreamYard offers the option of both LinkedIn profile or LinkedIn page as a destination. Does Restream have something that denotes that or is it just one? Um, that That's actually a really good point. And I, I, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but um, on LinkedIn, you have, you have two options. One, you, you can use any kind of third-party tool to just go live without setting up an event. And at that point, that will broadcast to your profile. Um, whereas traditionally, what I would do is actually set up an event ahead of time and do it that way. Because although you'll get a notification um, and it, people can sort of go to your profile to see that, it, it's probably not the way that I would recommend you do those things. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that that's, that's a really good call out. So... Uh, I guess the whole thing about creating that event in the LinkedIn context is that, uh, in the restream context, I should say, is that you're actually creating that social post mm -hmm. on the platforms that support it. So I, I guess the other thing too, um, in fact, let me just take you back to one of these graphics, um, maybe even this one. Yep. 
So uh, under these these manage options, you've got the ability to manage the the attendees, cancel the event, delete the event. Um, but you also have options to share the event. And it is actually possible to invite people to your LinkedIn pro, uh, your LinkedIn event. Uh, you, you, I think you get a number of credits to, to, to invite a certain number of people. The problem I have with this is it is an insanely manual process. You have to find people from a list and hit a checkbox against all the people. There's no select all. There's no uh, great sort of filtering options. It's a bit maddening. And to be really honest with you, I've kind of given up on that approach. So I just don't even do that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess it is, it is worth noting that it is actually in there. So I guess um, this is the, the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. And today we're talking all about LinkedIn as our destination and LinkedIn live for streaming. Um, so once we're, we've created our event, we've customized our event, we want to think about promoting our event. Because again, if nobody knows it's happening, they probably won't join us. And I guess, Sam, uh, I, I know you don't do a lot on LinkedIn, but I guess what is your general advice for sort of building awareness about a live event that's upcoming. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, you know, specific to LinkedIn. Promoting a live event is promoting a live event. You know who your preferred viewer is. Probably in LinkedIn, it's much more specific. But you have a world of social media out there. You can, you know, tweet that link out, Facebook that, do all of the big social medias. I think if you have a very specific topic, uh, you can even utilize things like the, you know, vertical videos to make a quick seven to 10 second video of like, this is what's going on. Like, don't just be like, Hey, I'm going live Thursday at 9 PM. Give like, a, uh, have you, you know, like whatever the problem is you're addressing, make that and maybe answer a little bit of it, the video and be like, if you want to hear more about this, I'm going to be doing this Thursday at 9 PM. Um, cause yeah, nobody wants just like another ad in their face, give them actual value with that video, uh, blog posts and all of those sort of things. And yeah, if it is something that you have specific people in mind, uh, even if it's a pain in the ass to check off each person's <laughs> name, but do that, find the people that you think would actually benefit, would actually show up and be like, I'm doing this thing, please show up. Like one of the, the things we always say in general, just with like people going live on like Twitch to stream gameplay is, you know, if you don't put it out there, nobody's going to show up. Tell your mom, tell your best friend, here's the link, please just show up for an hour, you know, <laughs> so get it out there. And it sounds like you might have slightly more supportive friends than I do, but never mind. <laughs> Those are all great suggestions though. Um, and I guess again, being relatively LinkedIn focused myself, like I think about, uh, actually, before I get to that, um, I just want to pick up on one other thing that Sam said was let people know what it's about so they can yeah. self-select. They really want to know, you know, is it, is it content that they're interested in? Cause if it's not, it's not a good use of their time unless they just want to hang out. And if, if it's a social thing and I do, I mean, I do see sure. a lot of social, social, uh, events where people are just, just chatting and that's fine. It's not usually what I'm personally looking for, but again, as long as you, you explain that upfront, um, that is a really good thing. And when I started streaming, I, 
I, I literally created, <laughs> like I sort of decided on the topic the day before I went live and there was nothing in my thumbnails or my titles or the events that I'd set up about what that was going to be because I yeah. usually hadn't decided on it yet. And I guess I very quickly learned that was not a good way of, of working. So make sure you do that. But um, getting back to actually promoting your events on LinkedIn specifically, uh, if you know what the event's about, if you know the things that you're going to cover, you can actually tease, it, tease these a little bit. And I guess there are all kinds of uh, options to create different types of posts on LinkedIn. So, you know, you can sort of create a, uh, you know, a, a quiz or a survey or a poll and actually ask a question and say, hey, we're talking about sub uh, topic A on, on Friday. I'm just curious, have you ever done this or have you, do you have feelings about this or what's your best advice to tell somebody that's interested in doing this? Um, you've got the ability to add photos and videos. So again, if you've got some sort of teaser content, you can write articles and newsletters. And one of the things that has been unexpectedly successful for me on LinkedIn is that I have a weekly newsletter that lives on LinkedIn. The, the really nice thing about the LinkedIn newsletter functionality is it will automatically invite anybody you have that follows you or connects with you to subscribe to this thing. And I know that that might sound like a fairly trivial thing, but as someone who can be a little bit self-conscious about sharing what I create, the fact that the machine takes care of that entirely for me has been amazing. And I guess most people just see that and they just go accept. Whether they come back to read it or not is a whole other whole other question, but uh, th that has been really good for me. And I will, you know, I'll tend to do one of two things. Um, I'll write an entire newsletter article about that week's topic, or I will just uh, sort of tease it. There's a section in my newsletter where I say, join me live. This week, Sam and I are talking about XYZ. Um, so th that's another option as well. Um, and I, I guess if you've got... Um, and again, it's it's really about sort of planning things up head uh, up front and sort of making sure that you've yep. actually got a bit of a plan because it's amazing what you can do when you give give yourself enough enough uh, time to work with. Yeah, and if you are doing something that is a reoccurring series of live streams, use that live stream to promote the next live stream because we'll be back. Next, we're not leaving, but we'll we'll be back here next <laughs> Friday at the same time. I think we're talking about CapCut next week. Um, yes, yes. So, I mean, that's the other thing. If you do go live on a consistent basis, that creates an expectation within your audience and they know when to, to show up and hang out and, you know, depending on the time, whether they're drinking coffee or sipping wine or whatever the case may be, while they enjoy your live stream, uh, those, those are all really good things to keep in mind. So this is the, the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Proof. Today we're talking all about LinkedIn Live. So LinkedIn as a live streaming destination. Again, um, we'd love to hear from you if, if this is a platform you've ever tried using either as an audio event or a LinkedIn a live session either as a as a um, somebody actually creating that event or maybe just joining somebody else's event. Is it a platform that you're interested in using or is it a little bit outside of the scope of the kinds of things that you do? Okay. Uh, Walter's asking about repurposing and we have a whole section coming up Good on question. that. So, so hang tight. We'll talk about <clears throat> repurposing in a little bit. 
and that is kind of one of my passions. I love I, I love repurposing. I stop me if you've heard this rant before. Um, but I do <laughs> I, honestly, if you spend any time, any effort putting your heart and soul into something, make sure you put that stuff in your content library. Make sure you organize it so you can find that stuff again. And don't be afraid of sort of resharing and remixing those things. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in uh, in a couple of minutes' time. So just, just bear with us. Uh, but, but before we get there, let's talk about actually doing the show. And again, in a lot of ways, uh, it's not massively difficult to live... Uh, different, I should say, to streaming elsewhere. So again, Sam, what is your advice for, for doing a live stream show generally? Right. So the, the thing I always say with live streaming is that if you're not interactive, if you're not talking to your chat, there's no point in being live. You could just do a really polished VOD and put that up on YouTube and probably do much better. Like <laughs> the whole thing here is it's a two-way street. This is communication. The chat's here to ask questions, get answers. If we're just preaching, why, why bother? It's my analogy of, that I always go to is like, you know, you're the host, this is your, uh, you're throwing a house party and you want people to have a good time and whether or not that people lurking like Claire, hey Claire, not to call out the lurker. You shouldn't call out the lurkers. I just broke a cardinal <laughs> rule. Uh, you know, but people always want to come in and have a good time on their terms, whatever that is. So be social, talk to the people, try and answer things as a live stream. People are coming in and out all the time. Like they're going to do other things. They've joined it late because they had to drive home from work, whatever it is. So you're going to have to probably repeat yourself numerous times, which is actually a very good practice because if something's worth saying once, it's worth saying multiple times and then repurposing that thing that you've said multiple times with whatever the best take was. Um, those are, I think, my two cardinal rules of live streaming. Do uh, you have anything to add to that, John? Yeah, I I can I can only repeat what, what you just said because that is so amazing. <laughs> and I guess personally, a thing that I've been noticing lately is that I see a lot of people that are doing video podcasts and they live stream they live stream them or they play them previously recorded and they just ignore the chat completely. And it's very easy to actually do that kind of thing with the technology. Like you you can you can stream any kind of video uh, that you've recorded previously. But to, and this is interesting because on LinkedIn, people were very polite, but they sort of realized it quite quickly and just left. But on YouTube, they will tell you how unhappy they are. And they, they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you, even if you are sort of doing that, just make sure that you set some expectations. Like, you know, I mean, if, if you are playing something pre-recorded, you probably should be responding to the chat comments in the chats by text, um, just to acknowledge people, because again, it really is about that connection. And sometimes uh, it's funny because when you start live streaming, you won't have an audience and you might have some, some subject matter you want to just get through and, uh, and do, and you'll get into the habit of doing that. And the next thing you know, you'll have people joining you and they'll want to take the conversation in different places. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of up to you to negotiate how you're going to do that because sometimes they won't necessarily be directly related to that, to, to the, whatever you're, you're presenting on the day. So, you know, do you have a, a, a time for questions at the end or do you say, Hey, that's a great question. We'll talk about this on next week's show. Or it's, it's really like, I, I think 
yeah, as you say, the, the beauty of this is that you are interacting with those people and people really appreciate it when you acknowledge them. So, yeah, um, I, yeah, I guess that's, that's the only thing I really want to call out. Um, we do have a little bit of a, a side um, tangent. This is, a, this is a side quest, if you will, um, because people asked me about this a couple of weeks ago. But one of the weird things about LinkedIn Live specifically is it's very hard to work with the comments outside of uh, oh, yeah. certain third-party tools. So I wanted to talk to you about a little plugin, and this might be a little bit advanced. I'm, I'm going to give you a very short version of this. I'm in the process of editing a longer video uh, for my channel. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can subscribe at Learn Live Streaming on YouTube. But essentially, uh, we want to. I want to talk to you about uh, not that one. There we go. <laughs> this one here. So the Social Stream Ninja Chat. So this is an amazing um, bit of technology, and really, it's a browser add-on. So you can actually install this onto. Uh, onto Chrome or a number of different browsers. I think it's supported by most of them. Um, but essentially what this will let you do is actually bring in your comments to OBS Studio. And it's very easy to bring your, your LinkedIn comments to to Restream and StreamYard and that kind of thing. But it's a, there's a few more steps if you want to bring them into OBS natively. Yeah. So if you head over to the social stream, um, and again, I'll give you a very very conceptual overview at this point in time, and we can we can go deeper another time if you like. So, essentially, if we head over to the social stream, we can go to the GitHub page and download this. You'll actually need to go into your browser, and uh, in this case, I'm working with Chrome, so I go into my extensions period uh, section. I want to make sure that I've clicked this developer mode on. And I want it to go to Load Unpacked. And that's essentially where I'm going to bring in the folder that I've downloaded and opened up. Um, and once that's in place, um, I will be able to bring in the Social Stream Ninja plugin. So once that's there, I can come in. I can. I like to actually make sure I pin this to my, my toolbar so it's always available. And again, once that actually exists... Um, we have some great options. So essentially, we'll have this, this extension that will pop up. It'll give us uh, the ability to bring in a dockable streaming uh, chat, which we can bring into to OBS. And I'll skip to this, this slide here. So essentially, over on the left-hand side, this is the Ninja Chat widget. What I've actually done, I can come in and actually grab, add a, a browser source to bring in the chat and put it on my screen. So it's actually there for everyone to see. Again, I don't want to go too far into the weeds. If you are interested in this, there is a, there's an article on johnlacy.com and I am in the process of putting that video together. But essentially, that way I can, I can bring in a comment like this. So this is actually in OBS. This isn't in Restream Studio, even though we're doing this, the show in, in Restream Studio. So that way, if you do actually want to bring them in, I guess that the other thing I do need to acknowledge, though, is you do need, if you're working with LinkedIn specifically, you do also need to schedule that chat through uh, through Restream, and you've actually got to have their their Restream chat open in the background. Yeah. So again, that's that's a really cool nerdy thing. But again, I don't want to go too deep because it's it's probably not for everybody. But I just wanted to acknowledge that really really quickly. So just a side note on that. So Restream and uh, StreamYard do give you an ability to do that with a few themes, um, <clears throat> but doing something like that, it looked like 
Ninja itself had a bunch of settings for the aesthetics, but as a browser source, you also have the ability to just use CSS on it, which should give you just an infinite amount of uh, malleability on what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's it's interesting because I, I I've been using this for ages, and every few months they seem to update it, and there are more and more options. Like, um, nice. uh, you can literally like if I have Twitter open in my browser and I have this enabled, I can just feature any random tweet on the internet on my oh, screen cool. in, a, in a stylized fashion. So it's really, really cool. And again, uh, if you want to know more about that, that's the the Social Stream Ninja plugin. And just head over to johnlacy.com because I do have an article about that if you want to check that out. So this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Proof. Today we're talking all about LinkedIn Live, so streaming to, to LinkedIn. Um, we've, we've spoken about a lot of things, um, and I'm, I'm sort of curious if, if anybody is in the chat, if uh, we, we know that Walter Strong from the huddle, uh, uses YouTube predominantly, but also does some stuff on LinkedIn as well. But I'm sort of curious, like if there are people lurking out there that, that would be interested in doing that, or if you just, maybe you're not a streamer, maybe you've got other destinations, just let us know in the chat. That would be awesome. So after the show has actually finished, um, there are a few things that you might want to consider. So you can go back into your your live show once, the, the, like I said before, the recording will exist on LinkedIn. So you can go in there and actually just, uh, um, you know, make some changes to that. But you can also acknowledge comments. You can, you can sort of like them. You can see who actually uh, commented on there. Maybe you want to thank them for, for joining you. Maybe you want to add some replies there as well. Um, again, it depends a little bit on what you're doing and, and what your goals are. But again, Sam, maybe outside of the LinkedIn experience, do you have any advice outside of the realm of repurposing? Because that's the next topic um, <laughs> th about things that you might want to do with, with the show or after the show. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, everything I'm going to say just borders on the the lines of repurposing. Really, um, it's, it's so hard. I, I think it's a really good idea to uh, take that time to like comment at people who are in the you know the stream, especially those who are actively asking questions or or you know uh, adding opinions to things and like that. Just that'll encourage them to come back. I think that's great. Uh, if there were any lost questions that just didn't get answered or come after the fact, then, you know, keeping that comment section moving is always good. Um, uh, and man, yeah, everything else I'm going to say is repurposing based. So if you have <laughs> things to add on, go for it. I, I guess the only other thing is like sometimes people will introduce other ideas and other topics and concepts and you know, maybe somebody's asked about a specific OBS plugin and I'm, I've never heard of it, but I'm keen to learn yeah. more about it. So I might go off and do some research. I might set up a future event about that specifically, or, you know, even just connect them to resources. Sometimes I will say things like, look, I, you know, that, that plugin looks interesting, but it's so outside of the scope of anything I do, but here's some documentation. If you want to have a look, good luck with that. Um, which I mean in the nicest possible way. I probably can't sound particularly earnest with my voice, but it is what it is. Anyway, um, so 
just before we get into the repurposing thing, which seems to be the thing everybody's looking forward to. So again, we might need to do a whole show on repurposing. But um, Joe's saying interesting that uh, he had no idea that live streams on LinkedIn were a thing. So yeah. they are definitely a thing. Again, it depends on your audience and your goals and, and your subject matter a little bit, whether that's a good fit. But um, I guess the other thing, and I mentioned this briefly, like if you are using a third-party tool and you kind of have to, to, uh, to use LinkedIn, if it gives you the option to have more than one destination, really, what have you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that LinkedIn, until I think just last year, it was a lot more of a beta, a lot more like handpicked people that were given the ability to live stream. So it wasn't uh, so widespread. It wasn't being used quite as much as it is now where they've lowered the, the uh, bar to entry, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> And I just, forgive me, but I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Um, I used to follow a lot of LinkedIn gurus, shall we say, um, and they'd always talk about these new exciting features. And I swear, nine times out of 10, the features would be discontinued before they were rolled out to any yep. large population. So I kind of, I, I don't even worry about that stuff anymore, but it was kind of funny at the time. It's like, oh, this amazing ability to pin comments. And then like two weeks later, oh, it's gone forever. Forget about it. I said nothing about it. Don't worry about it. Move on. Anyway, speaking of moving on, the moment you've apparently all been waiting for, let's talk about repurposing. So um, Walter said, you know, what three tips would you recommend on how to repurpose your live stream on LinkedIn? We probably have more than three, so let's not constrain sure. ourselves. But why don't you start us off, Sam? I mean, I think first and foremost, you're going to take content and make more video content out of it. So whether that is long form clips or, you know, vertical shorts, uh, like depending on what your topic is and who your audience is, you can be making just a, a full library of content from one stream. Uh, like something like this, you have so many great, you know, choice clip moments of like, here's a question, here's an answer, here's a topic, here's a problem, here's a solution, here's a funny accidental thing we did that's a blooper. You know, like there's an endless amount of things that can be taken from just like an hour of live. And I guess like, that's the thing. Often people may not have 30 minutes or an hour to spend with you, but uh, especially with the, the modern emphasis on those short vertical clips, uh, they, they, most people can spare 59 seconds, no matter how busy they are. Like they've usually got 59 seconds. They can click on something and see, you know, what you've been up to. And again, I think it like, it, it depends a little bit on how you're creating your live stream, but yeah. certainly because again, because you have to use a third-party tool for LinkedIn, we're going via StreamYard or Restream. A lot of those services, uh, well, both of those ones that I mentioned there do have some sort of uh, individual video recording options. So you can go in, you can throw that into your editing software, you can cut up clips. Um, I've spoken about how I've done this on in Camtasia in the past. So often I'll, I'll have, um, and I guess the other thing too, which, Again, sorry for all those people not using OBS Studio, but you could be using OBS Studio. Of course, the the Atom vertical plugin does exist, so I'm literally recording a vertical version of this of my participation on this stream while we're doing it, and that way I'm going to have that there. I can throw Sam at the top. I can bring in you know um, some of the the screenshots that we've been referring to. I can add captions. I can. I another thing about Camtasia, which is really really cool, is that I can sort of go in and. 
I can I can create some markers and I can say, okay, at this particular time we spoke about repurposing. Um, and then I can actually select a range. I can right click, I can say add to Camtasia library. And then I can just start a new file, drag that clip onto my my uh, project and I'm good to go. So it's uh, it's it's really, it's worthwhile sort of seeing what you've got the option to use. So, I mean, you can customize it a lot, but you can literally just take the entire recording and just, just cut pieces out. Again, you might need to think about it a little bit if you're going from horizontal to vertical or vice versa, but um, you can certainly do that. Um, yeah, I, I think you should, you know, have this in mind. You should have a plan of how will I do this thing? Don't, you know, willy-nilly go, oh, I did a whole bunch of these live streams. Let's see what I can get from it. Like, sure, do that if they're there. But if you go into your live stream with a concept of like, this is what I want to use, you know, this live stream for as other content, then you can make sort of formatting, formatting and style changes so that it will lend itself more to clipping or a podcast or, you know, vertical videos or whatever it is. And I should say somebody that does do this really well is Tanya Smith from, from Stream Like a Boss um, and Get Noticed on Video, um, or Get Noticed with the video, I should say. Uh, so she will have her, you know, she might have three to five tips and she will talk about them at length. And then towards the end of the show, she'll be in the middle of the frame and she'll go through them very carefully again. Mm. And that's that's basically so those short clips are ready to go. And I guess that, that in some ways, because the live show is a bit of a collaboration between you and your, your guests, there is that danger that you'll be in the middle of the thought and you'll be like, oh, hi, Joe. And that's fine. That's great in, in the moment. But um, when you come to edit that, that might be a little bit weird. So all I, all I say is just, just finish the thought that you're having right now. Give it a moment and then acknowledge the, the chat just so that you can chop those up more, more evenly. Um, I guess the other thing is just um, like it's, I, I think most live sessions are best experienced live, but yes. there is still value in the recordings and whether that's a long recording or whether that's a short clip, you can certainly do that as well. You can take transcripts, uh, you can take screenshots, like there are all kinds of options in terms of actually putting those together. Um, Depending on the platform you're on, there's there's opportunities to create playlists on YouTube and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I guess the other thing too, especially if you're on a place like LinkedIn. So what we basically know about LinkedIn is that they don't really want you to post more than once every 18 hours. And if you're scheduling around the clock with with the with uh, with tools. You can probably get nine posts in during a week. I personally just stick to one a day. Um, so in some ways, like when you're starting out, one a day just sounds like an enormous task. But once you've created a bit of a back catalogue, you'll think you'll quickly realise I've got all this stuff I could I could be sharing with the world. Maybe I need to think about how I can do that more. And again, if you are LinkedIn focused, if your content does lend itself to LinkedIn. That's the point at which I think maybe it's worth exploring having an accompanying page. Um, again, I've got I've set one up for JohnLacy.com. It's it's my website. It's not really a company in any traditional sense, but I just use that as another place of sharing my content. And some some weeks, the company page seems to get more traction than I do as a personal profile, which is oh, weird because 
often people will say the reverse is true, um, but also groups. So uh, LinkedIn groups can be another place. And I guess that's something I'm I'm kind of interested in at the moment because I love, you know, in case you haven't, haven't figured it out, I love OBS Studio and I could talk about OBS Studio every day for the rest of time, but I don't think my LinkedIn connections need or particularly want that. Like there's a very small subsect of, uh, you know, of that population that are interested in that. So I've created a, a sort of a learn OBS studio group on LinkedIn to just share content about, about that sort of separate to my profile. So we do have those as well. Um, but I guess, you know, obviously the, the focus traditionally is sort of going from horizontal to vertical and those short clips. And I, my process, it's relatively manual, but I've, I, I could do it in my sleep because I've done it so many times now. And I, I actually really like editing videos. Um, it may take a new person a little bit of time to wrap their head around how they're going to do that. There are a whole bunch of tools out there. I'm, again, I'm a bit of a control freak. So I like to come back to this, uh, this ability to have a lot of control over the things that I produce. So, but th th there are all kinds of tools out there that'll help you do that. So depending on what you've got time and energy and interest in learning, um, there, there are a whole bunch of different ways, but I guess the, th the other thing too, um, don't, I, I, I think traditionally a lot of the live content has, has a very short, uh, shelf life, but if you've spoken about sort of perennial topics, evergreen topics. I would just keep keep letting people know that that exists and whether that's linking them to the original content, whether that's having a short clip from, a, you know, a shorter segment from that and linking them back to that. That's another way of doing that too. Um, we're talking mostly about LinkedIn today, but obviously Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, there are lots of places you can, you can share these things. And you really will need to just sort of have a go and put them out there and see how, how people respond to them and whether that's a, a, a long-term strategy or, or something else. Yeah, I mean, and we touched on, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. And I think <clears throat> if you're going to do like a podcast, it's just about formatting your, your live stream in the right way so that when you do have interactions with your chat and stuff, that's either easily clipped out or it lends itself to whatever that podcast is. Maybe it's just a segment, as you suggested earlier, that's at the end so that you have sort of the meat of the topic at the beginning, which you can cut out. Maybe it's a 20 minute thing and that's your podcast. And then you continue to chat for 40 minutes. Um, blogs is great. Like you can embed the, I don't know if LinkedIn actually, I assume they have a video embed, but if they don't, you take that and put it on YouTube and then embed that in a blog. Um, and of course you can just make a, a maelstrom of social media posts that point back to those archives. So I think there's there's plenty that can be done uh, with a live stream after the fact. It's interesting you say that actually about um, the video embeds because you can actually embed LinkedIn posts inside of a LinkedIn article or a LinkedIn newsletter. Um, yes, that's right. Uh, but I've I've always found it a little clunky. I must admit, if I have video content that goes to my my LinkedIn newsletter. I'm always putting it on YouTube first. Um, but again, like, you know, th there are all kinds of options in, in terms of putting these things together. And I guess, you know, I, maybe we should have a, have a long conversation about sort of repurposing and, you know, we yeah, have yeah. done things like we've spoken about CapCut and Camtasia and how we both individually work with those. Um, but I guess that's the thing, like there, there are certain things that, 
you'll really believe in and you'll want to share often and it's okay to repeat those and it's okay to remix those so um let's uh, so walter's got a question um it's a really interesting question this one and i might have to defer to sam a little bit because i don't use a lot of Streamyard. but uh, so walter writes uh, with Streamyard during uh doing custom layouts do you see any similar design layouts with Streamyard and obs for live streams i guess you know you do have a lot more custom um, ability to customize those in a way that we don't really on, on Restream. Um, but again, there's really nothing you can't do in OBS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, e even the, the custom StreamYard has limitations. I, I think in general, when we talk about live streaming, there is kind of uh, a few very popular layouts, and those layouts are you know, not dependent on what software you're using. You're going to get a double box kind of thing like this. You're going to get a full screen. You're going to get a like, big gameplay with a small picture in a picture, or you're going to get that Zoom sort of like 20 people talking. And <laughs> there's slight, you know, variations within that. But for the most part, you know, there's nothing game changing out there where it's like, hey, I'm like a skinny bar. You're a giant circle. But with OBS, you could legitimately do, you know, circle masks and things like that that you can't do in StreamYard, in Restream. Um, those are limited to just boxes. Also, really with OBS, like the beauty of what it does and um, its ability to do layouts is more in sort of the dynamic things you're, you're going to add on top of it. Um, where I can have like scrolling text and I can have that text based on things that happen like command prompts from my chat. Like we can have goal bars that change and things like that. Those are kind of outside of the realm of uh, StreamYard and Restream. Uh, there's a whole bunch of third-party things out there that do like alerts and stuff like that, which are browser sources that again, StreamYard and Restream don't do that OBS can handle. So I think it's it's a more nuanced uh layout issue you know thing if you will and i mean i i do feel compelled to say as much as i do love obs studio like it's it's not for everybody and like it there's no shame in in working with whatever you've got if it's working for you that's brilliant and to be honest i think as 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 customizable as obs studio is sometimes i think some people you know if you open up microsoft paint and you play with all of the colors and all the effects and yeah. all the filters. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about design minimalism. So yeah. there's a really good chance that as cool as, you know, flashing graphics are, that they're not the things that are bringing your audience back to your show. You like it, it should be you, it should be your content. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's funny because even though I love OBS Studio and I, you know, I, I've, we've alluded to the fact that we're both sort of coming through the, OBS virtual camera into Restream Studio. Um, but we do still use Restream Studio because it, it does simplify a number of things uh, for us. And especially in terms of having this conversation in real time, it's it's really, really useful. But again, there, there are trade-offs with everything in life. And, uh, you know, I guess I'd probably just encourage you not to be the control freak I am and accept some of the, the limitations or the, the constraints, shall we say. So especially in Restream, like I have one, two, three, four, I have six sort of layouts to choose from. StreamYard, as, as Walter mentioned, does have the ability to be much more customizable than it was even a month ago. 
Um, so again, like try these things out, but but again, I it's cool. Like it's cool to have the the filters and the the masks and stuff. But again, I don't think anybody's anyone's coming to your show for the the fancy border around your your <laughs> webcam. So right. just just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Proof today. Uh, we've been talking all about LinkedIn Live and uh, going live on LinkedIn, LinkedIn audio events, uh, LinkedIn Live, which is the, the video portion of that as well. Our eligibility criteria, the fact that we need to have a third party tool to go live on LinkedIn uh, if you are doing the video. Um, scheduling your events, customizing the event, promoting your event, doing the events after the show, and of course the repurposing. And um, I think it would be so great to to do a show on repurposing. And I'm oh, yeah. sure we probably have done some elements of this in the past. But again, I guess the other thing too, we want to hear what you want us to talk about and what you'd like to share with us. So let us know in the comments. Whether you're live, whether you're watching later on, uh, it's all good. We will certainly find and see those and have a chat about those moving forward. Um, as we start to wrap up, Sam, where can people find out more about you and watch your content and all that good stuff? Sure. I mean, you can find all my links at samproof.tv. Uh, and, uh, you know, mostly I'm streaming over on, on uh, Twitch these days. Uh, but almost 99% of my focus is actually a cute avalanche. So you can find that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and again, we might need to see if we can get cute avalanche onto LinkedIn. Cause I, I just, I see possibilities there. Yeah. I mean, I already wrote it down on my to-do list. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to catch up with anything I'm doing, you can head over to johnlacy.com. Um, I've got articles and videos and links to all of the various places, including some more instructions on setting up that social stream ninja um, plugin, which is really, really quite amazing. And it's, it's funny, um, you know, Sam alluded to the fact that it seemed to have a lot of settings. It has so many settings and they're actually oh. hidden under different categories now. So uh, it takes me a little while to find some of the old settings, but um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And again, I guess the thing about OBS that I keep coming back to is that so much of this stuff is completely free. It's completely open source. And yeah. I, I, it blows my mind, things like the Atom plugin, uh, the ASIO plugin, um, you know, e even this, this browser plugin, which you can use in, in other programs as well. Like it is, it's just a, a browser source, but it is so cool. And I, I love that. And I'll be forever grateful to the devel developers that work on all those awesome things for us. Okay, Sam. So we're looking forward to maybe reaching that uh, that video watch time, maybe as soon as tomorrow. That'll be exciting. Yeah, we should we should be hitting three thousand hours tomorrow, and then we just have to count down that last thousand. So if you have nothing better to do, head over to YouTube.com/slash/CuteAvalanche. Watch some cats. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. We'll be back at the same time next week. I think we are talking about CapCut there, but yeah. uh, we'll let you know in the uh, in the in the uh, invites so thank you so much have a have a great week and a great weekend and we'll talk to you again soon take care everyone